Welcome everybody to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today I am talking to Rita Kim. She is the founder of Partners for Growth and I can't wait to dig into this episode because we have been talking for the last probably 40 minutes just sharing our own personal journeys and there is a lot of alignment on a lot of different things and so this is going to be such a fun continuation of that conversation. So welcome to the show, Rita. Thank you. Thank you, Lance, for having me. So Rita, before we get into what it is that you do for a living, what your business is about, can you tell me what are three things that you think every entrepreneur needs to know? Well, I, I guess as your audience will soon find out, my uh, background and uh, and what we do for a living is all about risk. So my first piece would un would be to unpack and understand the risk of the business. And that, that kind of stems into the backbone of the business, which is your financials. Uh, we're talking about risk when it comes to engagements with your clients. And then we're also looking at uh, contracts with your employees as well. Uh, it just kind of stems through the whole nuance of running a business. Uh, the second thing is when you're in business, you should know your business. So I've had a lot of people say hi to me and say, this is what we're going to do. Um, my background is in engineering and I'm going to go into, uh, you know, running a restaurant franchise. <laughs> Help me to connect the dots. And you'll laugh later as I share some parts of my story, perhaps as well, and go, well, that didn't connect very well, Rita. <laughs> but but, mm -hmm. but you take the time to become the expert in your own area. So building a business means that you have to have some sort of unique aspect or expertise in an area that you're filling a gap or solving a problem. And if you don't have that expertise, I'm sorry, but you really shouldn't be in business for that. You can build the rest of the business around it, but you do have to have that expertise. So the third thing, really know your why. Like, why are you actually in business? Um, which ties into, you know, what your end goals are. Because there are going to be many nights where you're going to question yourself as to why am I putting myself through this? Um, being an entrepreneur is definitely not the easiest route to take. Um, there's many great things about it, but uh, but if you don't have that why, you will, when you hit the wall, which you will, and it will be many different walls, um, that perseverance will come through because you know your why. Yeah, I, I love that because a lot of people, when they hear, you know, you have to know your why, what is your why? They think of uh, Simon Sinek, right? And you, what you're talking about is different. This is, you need to really understand why you're doing this because like every entrepreneur out there, man, we have some, some moments where it's like, what yeah. the heck am I doing this for? This is absolutely crazy. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you for that. So those three, so understand the risk of the business, know your business and then know your why all great advice. Now, like you hinted your business, you're working with a lot of businesses and trying to help them navigate through a lot of this stuff as well as a whole pile of other things. And so over at partners for growth, previously you were telling me that you call yourself the ghost ceo and the ghost uh, controller sometimes and so on so tell us a little bit about what it is that partners for growth does how you serve other businesses and what your role is within that sure yeah thanks so so we're in a natural management consulting firm 
So what does that mean? What does that break out to? So we get referrals from our, our partners, um, and that could be an accountant, a banker, lawyers, past clients, existing clients. Um, and they say, go talk to Rita about leveling up the business. Go talk to Rita about expansion or scaling, or you're very close to getting access to financing, but you just need to fix a couple of things and she'll help you through that process. So that's kind of some of the questions that come up. And then we go into a couple of different areas, whether it's growth and that's business planning, strat plans, um, turnaround strategies, succession planning, funding packages. Uh, the second division is financial modeling. So costing, projections, investor models. The third division is education. We love teaching. We love training. Um, it could be one-on-one, -on -one, could be corporate workshops, could be just a speaking engagement. And then the fourth one that you said, uh, the Go CEO and Go's controller. So really, most CEOs, as you build and grow the business, when, for lack of a better word, am I allowed to use a little bit of profanity? When shit hits the fan, Lance, what yeah. do you do and who do you call? Because as a CEO, Lance, you're supposed to have all the answers. Everybody turns to you. So what do you do? So yep. they turn to us. So yep. having worked with just about 10,000 businesses locally here and all over the world, um, we've seen a few things. So we could probably help you with a few ideas and thoughts and strategies. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that you are kind of stepping into all of the potential roles that they're going to need you to be in, depending on what their particular needs are or the stage of their company's growth or the degree of challenge that they're facing. Right. And so that's one of the things when I used to run Drive Solutions Corp, which was focused on management consulting and, and helping businesses, we would build out the plans and that for them. We would, you know, walk them through it, but it was really left, they were left to their own devices to, to implement it. And that was a huge problem where I'd come back, you know, in six months time, a year time, a couple of years later, and there was hardly any movement on the actual strategy. They just fell back into the business as usual. And so I love the fact that you provide the coaching, the training that's necessary, and in some cases step in and actually take on that hired gun role as being you know, a CEO beside them essentially, or whatever the case might be. So, so that's wonderful, I love that. Yeah, no, I think you laid it out really well, Lance. It really is. Um, Anybody can look at a set of financials and say, oh, here's your concerns, fix it. Anybody yeah. can say, here's a beautiful growth strategy and go, go. Um, but execution and implementation is a whole different force. And, uh, and if you've not done it before, um, then it's really nice to have somebody kind of hang around <laughs> yeah. and kind of yeah. just, you know, we don't tell anybody what to do. We're very clear on that concept, but with knowledge and understanding and so past learnings, then you can make knowledgeable decisions on how you want to continue to move forward. Yeah. And so now with all of the businesses that you've worked with, all of the entrepreneurs and founders that you have, you know, helped train and, and sat beside them at their desk trying to figure out how to turn their businesses around and really seize that growth. What are you finding post pandemic in particular that a lot of your clients or a lot of the people who are coming to you are struggling the most with? 
really good question. Super easy answer. It's your end goals. Okay. So pre-pandemic, um, two things. One, you may not have had an end goal or you had some inkling of this is where we were taking the direction of the company and this is where we wanted to get to. During the pandemic, as you know, a lot of people had time to, you know, sit at home and, and really consider what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Is this where I wanted to be at? And is this really what I want to do? And, um, and the question was, life is short. And so the realignment then started to happen because the end goals shifted. And that can happen. That's okay. But when your end goal shift and that realignment is not passed down through the team and all the way down to, you know, person at the front to the person leading, it, then you, you can have some, some hiccups <laughs> and some concerns. Um, and sometimes it's not done because it's actually not verbally said out loud mm. and nobody's actually said, this is now where we want to go. It just kind of shift happened. And I don't know what's going on and that down the road and all that communication in between didn't happen. So that the biggest thing is um, I'd have uh, people call up and say, I know that this is not um, where I wanted to be. And I know right now I'd like to probably look to exit within the next few years. I know yeah. that I do want to work on, you know, expanding and growing like crazy because I found an opportunity during this time. And so, you know, it, it was literally <laughs> two, two sides of a coin that people were calling, but really that it was the end goals and then realignment that needed to happen. Yeah. And so when you're talking to these people about the end goals and them not necessarily maybe even knowing where those end goals are because things have shifted, um, how do you, I guess, work with them through that so that you, they arrive at a place that A, feels good to them, but B, is achievable? Because, I mean, it's one thing to have an end goal and it's one thing to have one that's actually something that the business and the way that they have it structured in that is actually going to be able to achieve. Yeah, no, good, good question, Lance. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a dive into this now. So step number one, um, I get the call. We have a chat. I understand there's like a disconnect. Something's not right. And I give them some homework. And I say, Lance, what I need you to do right now is within the next 48 hours, go find your safe place. And that could be a closet because there's no other place to get away from people. It could be, you know, you go for a drive and you, you know, down by the river. For me, it's on the deck. That's where I go. That's my safe place. And I just need you to sit down and be by yourself for the next couple of hours, just two hours in the next 48 hours. And then what I need you to do is take a pen and paper. It might sound odd because people don't usually use that anymore, but there's some sort of freeing up and creativity that comes out of a pen and paper yeah. or a notepad. And I would just want you to write everything out. Here's all my blue sky ideas. Here's every single thing that I wanted to do and achieve. And you write it all out. It's, it's a very safe place. That notebook is yours. You're not going to show me your notebook. You're going to write it all out. And then you're going to put it away for a day. And then you're going to open it up again. And so on the fourth day, 
if it takes you up to the fourth day. You're going to open it up and you're going to look at it and then stuff. It's just that old analogy. The cream will rise to the top. Hmm. So you're going to say, oh, this is great, but actually here's what I want to work on. And it could be one or two things that you want to work on. But that third piece, that end goal, you tell me that one and then the other two. And then what we'll do then is go, okay, so you've had some time and you've looked at it for a few days now. You understand where you want to go. Great. Now we have, you know, where we, we, where we need to get to. And now we're going to reverse engineer that roadmap. And there's a hundred different ways to do it. A lot of people have done it. Uh, we're not unique in any sense of the way, but the biggest thing, I guess, with us is we really want to take the time to hear what you want. Um, and we want you to take that time to figure out what you want and then building out that roadmap. So in answer to your second questions, how do you do that? Okay. <laughs> so you've got yourself now figured out where you want to go. We got to get buy-in, <laughs> we got to get buy-in from the team. And so your top people, um, you know, we've got to sit down, we got to have some understanding and the way you get buy-in is you get engagement and you say, here's where we want to go. Here's the direction we're going what do you all think and how do you think that could fit in? Um, you know, how could we move this forward? And it comes out usually fast and fierce because people knew something was going on. There was something yes. in the air and now they're like, great, finally, we're working on this and, and we get to be a part of this. And so you get that engagement, you get that buy-in and then you get the whole chaos ideas and everything else. <laughs> and then, but you just gotta actually give time to let it work out. So, um, I'm also a certified uh, facilitator and trainer. So that kind of helps a little as you go through that process. Cause there's sometimes some yelling and shouting and yeah. a little bit of chaos. And, but I find that all good fun and creativity. And then by the end of it, you know, you get some sort of a skeleton and then you build that skeleton out yeah. and then you start disseminating it. And then we go, okay, milestone one, milestone two, milestone three, let's put the timelines in who's going to be on it. And, you know, you get that excitement going and then you move it forward. I, I love uh, your approach and I, and I really want to uh, just emphasize this, this one part that you said there, which was the relief that the employees yes. often have. The other people in the room where it's like, oh, we finally get to talk about this and deal with it. Because I think as entrepreneurs, oftentimes when we're, when we're seeing our businesses struggle and we don't know all the answers, um, right? Because like you said, there's a lot of pressure on us to be the answer person. Um, and so we don't have the answers ourselves. We oftentimes are fearful of having those conversations then with the broader employee group um, because we don't want them to, you know, think that we don't know um, or be worried that the ship is kind of floating without a captain at this particular mo moment in time or whatever the case might be. Right. And so we tend to then kind of hold on and 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 kind of, I don't know, hide a little bit of some of that. And that is the craziest thing that we could possibly do because when we're hiring our team, we're, you know, we're all trying to hire competent people. And as the adage goes, you know, hire people who are smarter than you. But even if that's not the case, uh, they're going to be pretty good people that you have around the table and you're not tapping into that. And so I love that you uh, brought that to the forefront in the sense that they, they really do just want to be part of the solution. Uh, and so it's okay to have those scary conversations going, okay, I'm not sure what the answer is here, 
but I know that together we're going to have, like you said, maybe an uncomfortable conversation, some really constructive, uh, uh, you know, disagreements and so on. But out of this is going to come our plan and we're all going to buy into it, which is so incredible, right? Yeah, no, no, it's, it, it's just, I've gone through it so many times and it's, it's, um, it's that whole thing that you talked about of why are we hiding? Well, that's a safety mechanism, right? It's yeah. a fear mechanism, right? It's, it's based on fear. And, and, and then you use that word that I love using, which is risk. Oh, it's too risky to talk. It's too risky to share. It's too risky. No, no, everything's okay. It's status quo. <laughs> it's not. And everybody knows it's not. So you, yeah. um, you know, I always like to just kind of rip the bandaid off. Uh, I'm just one of those old school type of people. We just don't play like, yeah, and I guess I'm a worker bee. I'm, I'm there to actually kind of parachute in and then parachute out. It's I'm yeah. not supposed to stay. So, yeah, yeah, which is which is really exciting. And that's one of the things that I love about what we do currently and what I used to do as well is it's just you get to come in, you help these businesses, get them going and growing. Right. And then you get to step back out and be just the cheerleader on the sideline and you know step in wherever the, the support is needed as the, the the conversation needs to evolve and change but but it's it's just such a fun place to be now i i'm curious because you 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 love the term risk uh and uh this is one of the things is that with risk and we as entrepreneurs we we embrace risk to a certain degree uh, you know and it's it's varied depending on who we are and our personality type and so on but with risk there's also that chance of failure share with me from your personal entrepreneurial uh, background and your journey. What is an example of a risk that you knowingly took that backfired on you and what did you learn from it? Oh, yeah. Um, so about it was year five of running the business and we had grown the business done well and, uh, you, you know, done well, meaning that we were profitable. We were profitable year one. So I could care less about where your top line numbers are, because if you're not profitable, you're not viable as far as I'm concerned. So there's some yeah. other tough love right there for Rita. Um, and so uh, in year about three or four, we started diving into, we're probably going to now start looking at, uh, we work with people on packages. We work with people on hourly consulting. We work with people um, in, in various structures, but then we were going to start looking at uh, shares and walking into companies and akin to some people might call it investing, angel, seed. There's many different ways to say it, and we can do a whole different podcast on that. But basically, yeah. in a nutshell, instead of uh, getting paid direct, we would get paid on results through acquisition of some shares of the company and then continued growth. And so yep. we set that parameter, we built out kind of some of our process because that's what we like to do. We love building a process and kind of going, okay, here's where it's at. And then you continually tweak and uh, review and tweak and, and build on that process. So we went in uh, all good intentions, uh, totally, you know, what we thought was very smart <laughs> and we knew what we were doing and we took a couple of risks. And uh, we walked into about three different ventures and um, I I'm sorry to say none of them panned out. <laughs> and so, and the largest hit we took was about a six figure loss, uh, but it was calculated planned risk. And we knew that we were going to walk in and we knew that there would, there could be a downside, but there was a potential upside. Yep. Each of the companies we walked in were purpose-driven. 
they were trying to make a difference. Uh, they were in the realm of healing and health, which is something that we're, um, you know, we love working on and in, and that's all typically food, food related. Um, and so at the end of the day, uh, you know, we pulled out of one that is now highly successful and we took our names off, but we, we pulled out because of the potential character risk. And so we stepped out completely because we didn't want to be associated with that. And so that means we lost, uh, we, we gave up everything and said, that it's okay. Um, it's okay to, to walk into that. Yeah, I say it very simply, but it was three years of working with some people. And that's yeah, not easy. And, and that's hard numbers. Those are hard numbers. That's not, not including the time we put in. That's not yeah. including kind of the, you know, wake up at night. And I'll tell you, the, the one day I figured out that this is the day that I have to get out is I was uh, at that time in BC and I was driving down uh, in Vancouver and I was on the way to another meeting. And in Vancouver, if you don't know, there's a lot of one-way streets. And I literally went down a one-way street but I was going the wrong way. I was going the wrong way. Physical manifestation, <laughs> manifestation of this is not the right way. And funny enough, because there's three lanes coming at me and there was a big cop SUV right in the front. He basically turned the SUV kind of at an angle, ushered me into a parking lot. And I was just like breathing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> holy crap. And then I was like, oh crap, now I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> he never came in. It was almost like somebody just said, you're going the wrong way here. Let me give you a oh. hand. I'll turn you around, get back out there and go the right way, Rita. You ought to know better. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What a, what a great story. I love it. Yeah. It, it is really, um, uh, you know, difficult for us as well to admit to some of those mistakes, right? And and talk about it openly about it, especially when we're management consultants as well, yeah. because we're coming into these organizations as the experts. Uh, everybody's turning to us to to help them fix the business, and then obviously in this case, there wasn't that ability to do that. And and that's the reality in business is it doesn't matter sometimes how much you know, how much you plan, how many processes you put in place um, and how you try to surround yourself with the right people and so on. Things happen um, and there's so many variables there. And so sometimes in my management and consulting career, I was uh, amazed sometimes at how companies were successful despite themselves. <laughs> I, I, a hundred percent agree. I get flabbergasted all the time. We actually have long talks yeah. about some of those, like that's a beautiful discussion <laughs> going yeah. in spite of yourself, like how, <laughs> how, in, you know, uh, but, yeah. but, you know, I love, I love that. And to be, to be honest, you know, I have aired out uh, my mistakes in many different ways. And I, I think it's important to be able to share that not, not because I'm excited to go, hey, I screwed up, look at me, and, and I lost so much money uh, because that's not fun or exciting. But I think it's more, I can probably help you avoid that. Yep. Here's what I learned, I, and here was yeah. some of the signs that I saw. And, and I really don't want you to go through what I went through. I really yep. don't, Lance. I want you to actually be more successful. <laughs> That's what I want you to be. <laughs> and, and you can relate. You can relate to the fears, the, the pain, the uh, uncomfortable moments that that creates as well as we're going through that journey too, which I think is really, really powerful. Empathy is such a powerful thing. 
Yeah. As you're, as you're trying to help them too, it builds trust so quickly. So we unfortunately are just really running tight on time. I, I could talk to you for hours and hours about all of these examples and all the businesses, but I, I'm going to have to cut this short today, but I do want people to be able to, uh, you know, connect with you if they're so inclined to. So how would you suggest they do that? Uh, well, I, I guess you could uh, go to our website, which is currently quite terrible. Maybe we should talk to you about that, Lance. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> we, we don't really use it, but uh, I guess that's where you could probably find us at partnersforgrowth.ca. Uh, okay. But an easy method is LinkedIn. You can look me up. I'm, I'm, there's a few Rita Kims out there, but not too many. Okay. Sounds really good. So Rita Kim, look it up on LinkedIn Partners for Growth. And Rita, uh, you have a podcast as well. Can you plug that for, for us as well so that everybody yeah. knows where to follow you there? Love to. If you want to hear more learnings and fallings and fun, uh, there's, there's a group of uh, five women in business, uh, like-minded like myself and Lance, and uh, it's called Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs. I know it's a little bit of tongue in cheek, but at the end of every episode, we kind of try to share, you know, whether it's a hot topic, an entrepreneur story or some resources, yeah. we're hoping to impart a little bit of serenity now for entrepreneurs. That's fantastic. And is that a little play off the Seinfeld as well? The serenity but now? You see, a lot of people don't know that. And so we've aged ourselves. And the second part was, <laughs> it was a little bit of a play also on, you gotta be a little bit of a nutter to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. So it's almost like you're sitting in a group saying, hi, my name's Rita and I'm an entrepreneur. So it was a little <laughs> bit of uh, exactly both those two things that kind of came up in the conversation when, when we got the naming part down. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Rita. I really appreciate you stopping by today to talk to us a little bit about your business, some of the lessons you've learned and things you've observed as you've worked with so many other businesses. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I know that our audience does as well. And for those of you who are listening today, if you love this episode, and you want to check out some other entrepreneurial stories and lessons learned, head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca. That's where you're going to find the archives. And of course, just searching Amplify Your Business on your favorite podcasting platform will find us as well. Until next time, everybody have a prosperous day. Thank you.